Thanks for listening to the Calvary Baptist Church Podcast. For more information, check us out at cbctaylorville.com. Join us now as our guest speaker delivers this week's message. Well, good morning. I am excited to be here. Um, That was really an awesome opportunity to be able to just baptize those students and just to see them take their next steps. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about later on today. Um, I, I wanted to, I know I talk about, and I, I kind of joke around sometimes about how nervous I get to come up here and to share with you guys. And I just kind of wanted to let you guys know my heart behind that um, because it's not necessarily a bad thing. I actually look at it as a good thing. And a lot of you guys are probably thinking, oh my gosh, this dude is crazy. He likes to be nervous. Um, the way I look at it is, God has given me a responsibility, and that responsibility is to to relay God's Word to you through the Bible, through God's Word, and I want to make sure that I am doing that the way God intended, the way um, He wants it to be said, Um, that I'm not taking Scripture and making it work for me in the way I want it to do, but I'm taking Scripture and, and delivering it the way God intended it. So I do get nervous, and I'll be honest, that happens quite often. But the way I look at it is the, the day I get up here and I am not at all nervous is probably the day I should sit down because I'm relying on myself too much. And because I'll, I'll, I promise you, I, I get nervous to the point where this is from God. This, God has to help me get through this. So I just wanted to um, just kind of share that with you guys. I think, um, I know we joke around a little bit, and Troy um, mentioned last week that I might end up having to find a new place to, to stay this week because I get a little bit stressed out at home, stuff like that. I think it went pretty good. I, I think I was all right at home. I mean, don't go talk to my wife. Um, I don't want to go that far, but I think it went pretty good. So we're going to talk today um, about next steps. And I am excited. Um, what we saw as far as baptism, that is a very clear representation of what a next step is. Those girls' next step after salvation was to get baptized. And just to see them to be able to take that next step is so encouraging and it's so exciting. And I hope today as we kind of talk through some transition, talk through next step stuff, that you guys get excited about your potential next step. Um, I'm also excited today because um, I'm here. Um, I know we have a lot of guys lined up to come teach to us and preach to us over the next couple months. And they are amazing men of God. And I know that the messages they bring, they will encourage, they will teach, and they will, they will be from God for us as Calvary. But what I'm excited about is I, I'm part of you. I am Calvary. And so I know that this message today is as much for me as it is, I hope, for you guys as well, and it is for Calvary. Um, and it's been, uh, they, they've given me quite a bit of notice. I've been studying through this, and I've been, I've been praying, and I've been asking God where to take me. And so I'm excited for today. Um, today, I don't know about you guys, but um, I personally, this is kind of like my first time being in a pastoral, uh, kind of a transition, but being right in the middle of it, especially as staff here at Calvary. And so during this time of transition, um, I've found myself studying transitions, biblical transitions, transitions that um, went through the Bible and how God used those transitions to help, um, whether it would be the Israelites or a certain person, be able to do their next step or take their next step. Um, but even, I think even um, in the midst of these transitions that we read through in the Bible, it even shows us what we're supposed to be doing in the middle of a transition. 
So that's what we're going to talk about today. Today I want to focus on um, three different transitions. There's a lot of transitions in the Bible, and there's a lot of great study around these transitions. But I want to focus on three of them. The first one is going to be Moses to Joshua, and then Elijah to Elisha. And then the last one we're going to touch on this morning is going to be from David to Solomon. So as we get going, we're going to be talking through Moses to Joshua. And as we see, as, we've, as we come into this transition, Moses has been leading the Israelites. They've been, they've been in the desert. They've been um, doing that thing for a long time. And it, the time has come to transition into a new leader. Joshua has been called as their new leader. Um, and that's kind of where we're going to be picking up the story and looking and focusing in on a couple things. So in Joshua 1, verse 2, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am giving to them, to the Israelites. So the first thing I see in this is um, when Joshua takes over, God uses him to um, guide the Israelites to their next step. Now, the thing I see in that is there's a lot of really cool things. God brings leaders into our life. God brings pastors into Calvary. Um, for a specific time and for a specific purpose. Now, does that, that doesn't mean, like if we look at the verses, it doesn't mean that Moses wasn't a godly man. It does not mean that he wasn't doing what God asked him to do because he listened to God. He was a godly man. The thing is, God brings us leaders for a specific time and a specific season. And that's not even saying like for here, us at Calvary, that does not mean that um, Pastor Steve did not lead. Well, he did. Pastor Steve led well for so many years. He was a godly man, and we are excited to see what his adventure takes him, where God takes him. But now, here at Calvary, we have an opportunity to take a next step because the next leader that, we co that comes in, the next pastor that comes in through this transition is going to be able to take Calvary to the next part of our story, the next part that God has for us. So that's what, we're, that's what I want to encourage you guys in. It doesn't, just because there's a, a transition doesn't necessarily mean that the new leader, we get excited about that because we're going to be able to take a next step as Calvary. And that's what we see in that. But the other thing we see is that we need to be ready. And that's one thing we're going to be talking about this morning is, are we ready? That verse two, it says, um, it says in there, get ready to cross the Jordan ready. Jordan River. They were getting ready to take action. But God told Joshua, he said, you better be ready. And so that's a question I want you to ask yourself here at Calvary is, are we ready for that transition? Are we ready for our next leader? But then there's also a few other things that we see in there. The second thing I see is that we need to be ready to trust and follow our new leader as he is being guided by God in how to lead us even if that looks different. Now, that might be a big one for a lot of people. But God will bring us, we have an amazing group of men seeking God's wisdom, asking God to guide them through this transition to bring us a new pastor. And I have full confidence that when we affirm a new pastor here at Calvary, it's because that's the pastor that God has set forth for our church to take us to that next step. 
But we need to be okay with the fact that he might have us do things a little bit different way than maybe we've done in the last 20 years or the last five years. And that does not necessarily make it wrong. As long as he is following God and doing what he has called him to do. And we kind of see a depiction of this um, as Joshua continues to lead the Israelites. They come up to an os- obstacle pretty close to right after Joshua takes, takes that leadership role. They face the city of Jericho, a pretty big obstacle. Now, a lot of these men would, would have an idea, but that God, um, as Joshua follows God and listens to what God has for the Israelites, he gives them some direction. In Joshua 6, 2 through 5, it says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with the kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all your men, armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. With the priests blowing the trumpets, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. You see, Joshua was proposing something that had never been done. These fighting men of Israel... Um, they, would, they would have an idea of how a general siege of a city was, was done. And this was not it. <laughs> this was completely different than the way that they potentially would have approached it before. They had to trust God and the leader that God brought them. Joshua was following God's guidance into what they did. Because I'm going guess to guess that a lot of these men... Um, standing in the army when Joshua told them what they were going to do and how they were going to take the city, they were probably thinking, oh man, we've never done it that way before. I don't think that's going to work. You know, just yelling at a wall and see if it falls down. I don't, I don't know. But the thing is, I'm sure there are some of those people that were thinking that because that's only a God way of doing things. But they had trust in their leader that he was following what God had given them to do. So that's one thing I want to encourage us in, in this transition as we find a new leader, is that we need to make sure that we, we trust our leader. Even if that means that when we get, when, he, when our, our new pastor arrives and, and he takes charge of our church, maybe he wants to do things differently. Maybe it's a way that Calvary has never done it before. Maybe it's a way and he proposes a way of going forward and taking our next steps here at Calvary that we all look at him and think, how is that going to work? But we need to have faith and trust for one in God that he brought a leader that is listening to him. And then we need to trust our leader as well as he guides us and he follows God in that, even if it looks different. Because the thing is, we still have work to do here. So we see through Moses, we learn that God has the leaders set up for a specific time and then he brings in new leaders to kind of take us to that next level just like he did with the Israelites he had a leader set forth that delivered them led them to a certain point and then Joshua took over and was able to take them to the next step that's kind of where we're at we're in the middle of that transition are you guys ready for that next step that God he has here at Calvary
we can trust God to guide us in the transition and through our next steps because the thing is, even as we're sitting here waiting for a new pastor, even as, as the deacons lead our church, we're not done. We don't just sit back. That doesn't give us, that doesn't give us the uh, pass to be passive. That doesn't mean we just come to church on a Sunday morning and we call it good just because we're in transition. No, God has still placed a command on our lives, on your life. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have a job to do. And that job does not stop when the church that you are a member of or that you attend is in the middle of transition. If we look in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. I don't see anything in there, in that command, that says, do this unless, you know, your church is in the middle of a transition. Do this uh, unless you don't have, like, a head pastor, and then you can just wait. No, if you are a follower of Christ, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a command for us. Not only as Calvary, as a church, this is what we need to be doing, but also individually. Each and every one of your lives, this is, needs to be a part of it. This is a command from God on our lives as believers to go and to tell. Even in the midst of transition, there's no exceptions. In that, in that command, he does not give any exceptions of when and, what, when and what time. He just says, go and tell, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them in all the ways the very end of the age. Guys, that is what we're supposed to be doing. Are we doing it? I know we might have a tendency, um, you know, we're in the middle of a transition and we're like, well, before I just jump into something, before I just keep going, I, I'm, I'm just going to ride this out and see, where, see who God brings in next and see if I like him. That's not the way it works. God has placed this command on our life. This is what we need to be doing wherever you're at. As we keep going forward, me, I want to step into the uh, transition between Elijah and Elisha. Now, I want to apologize right now because there's a good chance I'm going to mix these two names up. Um, I, I, even just reading through the scripture, I, sometimes I have to like, double check myself because I'm like, wait a minute, was that Elijah or Elisha or Elisha and then Elijah? And then, and then I get all confused. So um, just bear with me. If I do say it wrong, just, um, just try not to judge me too harshly. But as we continue forward, one of the first things we see during this transition, we're, we're going to pick this up pretty much right at the beginning of the transition. Um, Elijah is being taken up into the clouds. God is calling him home. And Elisha is left behind. Elisha is moving forward. One of the very first things that we see from Elisha is that he asks Elijah for a double portion of the blessing. He asks for more. Now, Elijah knew that that wasn't necessarily his, his right to give more, but it's up to God. God is the one that can grant more. How often 
have we as believers in Christ asked God for more? I think sometimes we get content with where we're at and we think, I'm good. I don't need more. I don't need more responsibility. I don't need somebody else to talk to. I don't need this and I don't need that. We're good. But you see, Elijah knew that God had a calling on his life and he asked for more. So think about that. Ask for more. Ask God for more. We're going to pick this story up in 2 Kings 2.13. It said, Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan River. Now, for us, picking up a cloak off the ground doesn't sound like a whole lot. But in the Old Testament, back in that time, kind of that passing of the cloak was essentially a picking up of his inheritance, taking that mantle upon himself, accepting that calling that God had placed on his life. So we see a few things in that. For one, we know that Elisha had that calling that God had placed on his life. But he had an option. That cloak was on the ground. He had to physically bend down and pick up that cloak. It wasn't something that was just placed over him or just handed to him. He had to bend over, pick up that cloak, and accept that calling from God, accept that transition. You know, he could have waited. His mentor, you know, he had options. His mentor had just been taken up into a cloud. He didn't have anybody else, he didn't have anybody to lean on or guide on. His, essentially his leader just transitioned out. You know, and he could have been like, oh man, this sucks. And he could have just kind of, you know, maybe he, he didn't want to accept it. But no, he reached down, he picked up the cloak, he accepted that call that God had placed on his life. And that's the challenge I have for you as well. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You have a call on your life. If you're sitting in here today, you have a call on your life. Have you accepted that? Have you grabbed hold of that and asked God for more and pursued that calling that God has placed on your life? Just like Calvary Baptist, Calvary Baptist has a calling as a church for this community to reach people in this community. That does not mean that, that we, we stop that calling just because we don't have a pastor. Just because we're in the middle of transition, that does not give us as an excuse as a church to sit back and just, just say, oh, we'll, we'll just wait. No, we still have that calling that God has placed on us, individually and as a church. We still have work to do. Maybe that means for some of us, we need to realize that. We need to ask God, God, what, you know, maybe you're not 100% sure what that calling is. And that's okay. That's where your next step would come in is to, to pursue that and to ask God to show you that calling that he has on your life. Because the thing is, there is still work to be done. If we listen and we read through that story of Elisha, we see him pursue people. He had compassion on people. He served people in and around where he was at. That's what we need to be doing. We need to have compassion on the people around us. We need to serve the people around us. You know, you saw a serving opportunity up here this morning, and we've, we've looked at several others um, 
over the course of the last few weeks this summer, we have opportunities here at Calvary. Get involved, serve, latch onto a calling that God's placed on your life and continue forward with that. There's still work to be done. And I'll read it again. Matthew 20, 18 through 20. I'm going to pick it up in 19. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. There's not a wait for a new leader in there anywhere. So ask God for more. Ask God to give you more to where you can go out and accomplish that command that God has given us, to pursue that command that God has placed on our life. Take those opportunities that you have. You have the best opportunity. I tell my, I, I tell my students this a lot. I tell them that they are their friend's best chance to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they're waiting for the opportunity that their friends finally say yes and come to youth groups so I can tell them about Jesus, they're missing opportunities. And that applies to us as well here. here. Whether, whether you're in you know, elementary school or you've graduated out and you know, you're, you're well beyond elementary school, you're, you know, even if you're graduated out of high school, that still applies to your life. You're your coworkers, your families, your friends, your neighbors, best opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you go out to the mailbox and meet your neighbor out there every day and invite them to come to church and they never show up, but that's what you're waiting on is for them to show up so a pastor can tell them about God, you're missing an opportunity. Because God has placed that calling on your life. Take those opportunities that God gives us to share that message, to go and to tell. Ask God for more, but don't be afraid to take action. When God presents that opportunity in your path, don't be afraid to reach down to pick up that cloak, to take action and to move forward. Don't get stuck. And that goes for, your, for, for you as, a personal, as your personal self, but also here at Calvary as well. We don't wanna get stuck in just coming, doing a Sunday morning and then being done. We still need to pursue our community, pursue the people that God has placed around us, invest in the lives of the people around Calvary as well. This kind of brings me to my last transition that I wanted to look at today, that transition between David and Solomon. Now, I shared some of this, um, some of this transition between David and Solomon with our life group leaders um, a week or so ago during a training as I was wanting to encourage them. But I also wanted to share it with you guys as well because I do feel like it's encouraging for, for not only um, the leaders of our church, but also for you guys individually, for myself individually. I've read through this several times because this, this message, like I said at the beginning of um, this morning, um, I've been studying through these transitions myself, looking at where God has me, looking at what God is doing here at Calvary but also applying it to my life. So I want to encourage you guys in this as well, through this transition of David and Solomon. We're going to pick it up um, right at the time where, where David is kind of talking to Solomon and preparing him to take over and to take over that transition. 
one of the first things that um, Solomon was going to be tasked with was building the temple of God. And there was a lot that went into that. So David's been kind of laying out, um, you know, you got almost a whole chapter of David laying out all the different things that the temple of God needs to be. And he um, comes to this section in 1 Chronicles 28, 20 through 21. After he's kind of shared all of this work that needs to be done, it says, David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until the work of the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And it says the divisions of the priests and Levites are ready for all the work of the temple of God. Every willing person skilled in any craft will help you in all the work. The officials and all the people will obey your every command. So there's several things we can pull out of there. So let's make sure we look at this. Because like we've said, we still have work to do here at Calvary. Am I right? We're not necessarily building a huge temple or anything like that. But we have Calvary Baptist Church here in Taylorville, Illinois, that reaches many communities around us. We still have a job to do. We still have work to do. So be strong and courageous and do the work that God has given us. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Let's not be afraid or discouraged. I know we might face some trials during this transition. And then even when we, when we affirm that new pastor, we might face some trials. And it's probably not more of a might. It's probably we will face some trials. But be strong and courageous in that. Because the Lord God is with us. God is with us. And then it goes on. He will not forsake us. And we know that he will not fail us or forsake us. So let's keep building and keep working together here at Calvary. For God has given us a job to do. Even in this time of transition, we still have a job to do here at Calvary. And that's what I want to encourage us in that we do not lose sight of the job that God has given us here at Calvary to reach the people of our community for Jesus Christ. And that's done in part by you guys going out and doing what God has called you individually to do as well. So I wanted to say that. And this is the last, this is the last time you hear me read this. But Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, if you guys will just read this with me, starting in verse 19, I want all of us to read this. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. That's your calling. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've accepted him into your heart, that is your calling. But it's also the calling of Calvary Baptist Church. It's one of the things that we're called here to do is to go out and to reach people, to baptize them. Like we got to see this morning. That was a, that was a really good um, picture of what a next step looks like. But we still have next steps here at Calvary. So we need to be ready for that. We need to be able to go forward and push forward in that. 
It doesn't matter whether or not we have a pastor or we're still in the middle of transition. We still have work to be done. So let's make sure that we're doing it. Make sure that we're not just sitting back and waiting, but we're actively pursuing. We're picking up that cloak and pursuing the calling that God has placed on our lives. As we get ready to close, I want to just go and go over some of these, go back over these transitions real quick. We see from Moses to Joshua that God sets up leaders for a specific time and a purpose to take us to different places. It's going to require trust and faith in God. And it's going to require action and work. Are you ready, Calvary Baptist? The second one we see is Elijah to Elisha. The first one, it says, seek the Holy Spirit's filling and to bravely take up the task given us. Ask God for more. Ask him for more so where you can go out and you can reach more. When God gives us a task, take it up. Do it with all your heart. He's given, a, given us a task here at Calvary as a church, but also as you guys individually, as myself. Like I said, this message is as much for me as it is for you guys. Take it up and do it with all of your heart. It requires action and work. You see that a lot. It's not an easy path, but it's the path that God has placed us on. And the next one we see David from Solomon. Work to be done. Guys, we may not know all the work that we have ahead of us, but there is still work to be done. Guide us. You're, you hear that a lot this morning because we do have a job here at Calvary. We have work to be done. Serve, step up, and do the work. There is many opportunities here at Calvary that you can step in and help serve. You saw one of them this morning, like I said before. Maybe you don't really feel like media is your, your expertise. And yes, we do have a lot of students serving in that place, but that does not mean that if you are above that student age that you cannot step in and be a part of that, mini, that media team, that you could use your help. Those students work really hard back there. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on on a Sunday morning that a lot of us might not even be aware of. There's plenty of other serving opportunities, like Miss Trish said, loving on those kids, getting to see them take that next step and be baptized. It's an awesome opportunity. So serve, do the work, because we still have a job to do. That's all I have for you guys today. I'm just going to close in prayer, and then we'll go from there. So if you guys just bow your heads with me. Look, God, I just want to... I want to thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity. God, I thank you for the opportunity to, to put us and to walk through this transition. I know change can be hard, and I know sometimes we don't like to accept it, God. But Lord, I ask that as we, as we walk through this transition, and after you bring us a new leader, a new pastor, God, that, that we're willing to accept change because that might mean that we can take that next step here at Calvary, even if it looks different than the way we've been doing it, God, that we're open to change, God. Lord God, I do pray for our, our, our deacons as they lead us in this transition, they guide us during this transition, God. I just ask that you keep them safe. Continue to give them wisdom and guidance in this, Lord. Lord God, as you have placed tasks and you have placed callings on our hearts, 
God, I ask that we're able to, to see that and we're able to pick up that cloak and to pursue that task with all of our heart, to pursue that calling that you have placed on us, God. And Lord, I know there's a lot of work to be done. But God, I know you will never leave us nor forsake us. So God, continue to guide us as we, as we take steps, as we take those next steps here at Calvary, but also in our personal lives, that we see the next steps that you have for us and we don't hold back, but that we take those steps and allow you to guide our lives. Lord God, I pray all of this in your name. Amen.